this Magic team is starting to sound like a broken record. So let's just make this clear. Orlando said they wanted to level up this season. It's time to level up. It's time for Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Don Magic, today is November 2nd, 2022. My name is Philip Ross Reich. I'm the expert and site editor over at Orlando Magic Daily. Of course, follow me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, the Orlando Magic suffer another late game loss, another crushing loss, another loss that's all on them. That has a lot of lot to do with their mistakes, their repeated mistakes. And it's time to hold the team to the standard that they've set for themselves and ask them to do what they set out to do. We're at a point where the Magic have to start showing some growth. We're going to get into all that coming up here in just a moment as the Orlando Magic fall to the Oklahoma City Thunder, uh, 116-108. to But before you do any of that, we want to thank you again for making Locked On Magic part of your day every day, no matter when you listen to us, whether it's first thing in the morning, whether it's right when we upload, we truly appreciate you making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. Remember, there's a great Locked On podcast Covering every single team in the NBA, just search for Locked On and the team you're looking for. The Locked On Podcast Network, it's your team every day. Today's episode is also brought to you by LinkedIn. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash LockedOnNBA. Throughout the offseason, Jamal Mosley had one goal, had one edict, had one charge for this young Orlando Magic team. They had one thing in their mind, and it's been the language that, we, that we've spoken about all offseason, and it's the language that we're trying to use to evaluate this team. Um, you know, if, if you know me, I, I'm, I'm going to try and take all the coachisms and all the coach speak and use that as the standard. Um, you know, let's, let's not try and force some... Artificial external standards. You know, I know there's a lot of fans who believe this is a play-in team, and they they are play-in talented. Um, but I'm going to use this. I, I want to evaluate this team based on the standards they set for themselves. And so, from the end of last season, from the end of the game against the Miami Heat back in April, all the way through the summer, Jamal Mosley said the goal for this team this year is to level up, level up in quotation marks. Now, that is as coachism as it gets. But from what we all understood from, from things that Mosley's talked about, from, from everything else, leveling up means winning more, obviously. Competing in more games, obviously. Getting better individually, obviously. But it means reducing repeated mistakes. It means learning through, the, learning through these games and getting better on the floor. It means making fewer mistakes, not having the same things happen over and over and over and over again. This is something that is essential to this young team. And it's not like the Magic went into the season expecting them to be juggernauts. They expected growing pains. They expected some failures. They expected to get knocked down a few times. And that's all fine. We've sat here through these first eight games now 
understanding both the injuries that this team is facing, the imperfect roster construction, understanding relying very heavily on a rookie and a second-year player to, to lead this team to do things that they've never been asked to do before in their basketball lives and certainly not an NBA level. We understand all the conditions surrounding this team. But the goal is to level up. The goal is to take that important next step, to, to, to learn those lessons, to learn how to win. At the end of the day, what we want to accomplish, what we want the Magic to accomplish at the end of the season is to be more comfortable in winning situations, to be able to execute in winning situations, to actually win some darn games, to exit this season, maybe not as a play-in team or as a playoff team, but to exit this season clearly pointing in that direction with the number one pick in Paolo Bancaro, with another very good player in Franz Wagner, with all the young talent on this team. Through eight games, the Magic are pointing in that direction. I, I, I will remain an optimist. And I will remain saying that this team is doing so much more good than bad. But at the end of the day, the reasons why they are losing are all the same. Every single night, it's the same issues. And that's not leveling up. That's, you know, maybe the Magic got halfway there. They're competing in every game. They're, they've played six games that qualify for the NBA's clutch situations. They're doing a lot of really, really, really good things. But they're not winning. And while wins should not be the ultimate judge for the season... It's an important measuring stick for what this team can accomplish. This Magic team is better than their 1-7 record. This Magic team should have a few more wins under their belt. Or 1-7 record, yeah. This Magic team has let games slip away. Let games slip away the exact same way. And so perhaps... Tuesday's loss to the Oklahoma City Thunder is the wake-up call this team needs to understand what we're doing is good, but not good enough. We are a 44-minute team. We need to be a 48-minute team. The Orlando Magic took a 15-point lead in the third quarter of this game. There's still plenty of time for a team to come back, but to give that lead completely away by the end of the quarter, Going and forth only up three is certainly a sign that this team just doesn't have depth right now because that bench unit just got slammed. And we'll get into some of those decisions a little bit later on. But give this team the credit it deserves for rebuilding that lead, for coming back with the starters early in the fourth quarter and building that lead back up to 11 with about seven and a half minutes to go. But if we're going to give the team that credit, we have to give them that blame for giving that lead completely away. For pressing, for getting tight, for not executing in the fourth quarter. For turning the ball over 25 times throughout the course of the game. Surviving despite that, showing how good they are, but not playing the same brand of basketball that builds their lead. If this game can teach any lesson, it should be that that you have to be able to execute at the highest level late in games. 
Instead, the Magic, the worst fourth quarter, the worst, if or the second worst fourth quarter team in the league entering the game, continue to execute poorly, continue to look tight, continue to get to to let go of the rope in what's been working offensively with the ball movement and and attacking. Continue to look disorganized. Continue not to lean on their defense when they are struggling. This team, building a 15-point lead in the third quarter, played some of the best defense they've played all year. They looked fantastic. They were swarming defensively. Their length was bothering everybody. But then that goes away. And Oklahoma City was able to turn missed shots into fast breaks. We were able to speed Orlando up. We were able to speed up their thought process. And Orlando was struggling to get anything and get comfortable offensively. They couldn't get the ball to Wendell Carter, who just had a tremendous game. They were missing threes, both open and contested. They were taking rush shots. They weren't moving the ball. They were doing everything that they do when they lose. Turnovers, fouls, poor offensive execution. When their defense is set, they are pretty good. Oklahoma City made some tough shots and got to give them credit for that. But Orlando let go of the rope. This is a game Orlando lost. And just like the loss to Detroit, just like the loss to Atlanta, just like the loss to... Just like so so many losses before this one. The loss to Dallas on Sunday. It came down to fourth quarter execution. And it came down to the Magic's inability to execute down, down the stretch. Orlando with, went without a field goal in the final seven and a half minutes. They gave up a 23-4 run to go from up 11 to, to lose by eight. And that is a credit to... Shea Gildas-Alexander and the constant pressure he puts on getting into the paint. That's a credit to Alexei Pokashevsky, who hit some big threes and big shots down the stretch. That's a credit to Lugan Stort, who hit the big back-breaking three when Orlando was still scrambling to get back into the game, doing everything they can. Oklahoma City made the shots. And right now, Orlando isn't. So the charge is simple. Level up. The charge is simple. It's the same goal they've had all season long. Wendell Carter said after Sunday's game against Dallas, it's good. We are competing in these games. A lot of these games the Magic have played this year, they would let go of the rope completely. They wouldn't be able to get themselves back. They'd be down by 20 points and out of the game. Oklahoma City took a 10-point lead in the second quarter. Orlando fought back took their own lead. That's not something this team would do last year. And so in that sense, yes, they have taken steps forward. But this season, this game, this game is still about winning in the end. And it doesn't matter if you lose by 20 or you lose by two. You still get the loss. And so it's time for the Magic to level up. It's time for the Magic to cut down the turnovers, to execute better down the stretch, to learn the hard lessons that they have had to learn these first two weeks instead of just repeating the same mistakes. That's what leveling up means. And that's the standard the Magic have to set for themselves. We're going to talk a little bit about how the Magic can level up, can take that next step. We'll get to that coming up here in just a moment. But first, a quick word for our pals at LinkedIn. In. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. 
You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps find the right people for your team faster and for free. It's really easy. LinkedIn is the largest professional social network out there. Everyone has a LinkedIn. So if you're looking for qualified candidates for your job, LinkedIn has the people and the tools to find the right person. And creating a job is super easy. Just post a job to LinkedIn Jobs. Add your add your job in the purple hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. Finish your strong. Find the right team member to help you accomplish your goals to end this year. It's why small, small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in deli- delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash LockedOnNBA. That's linkedin.com slash LockedOnNBA to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. We want to thank you again for making Locked On Magic your first listen today. For your second listen, check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast from the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports. Go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports Today available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. So how exactly are the Magic going to level up? Um, How exactly can they take steps concrete steps to, to fix these late-game problems. Um, you know, uh, the obvious answer to that question is get healthy. Um, getting Markel Fultz back, eventually getting Cole Anthony back. Who knows how, he'll long, how long he'll be out with the, with the oblique strain or oblique tear. Um, but getting some healthy bodies back is going to help tremendously, um, I have to say. Um, I think that a lot of the Magic's fourth-quarter problems are because they lack a point guard. I think... They're fine with these jumbo with the jumbo lineup. They're fine without a point guard, without a traditional point guard, um, for the most part, uh, until the fourth quarter, when the game slows down and possessions really matter, and the Magic have to value possessions. They get excited. They they get they get tense. They get they press, um, and 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 those pressure moments are where you really need that organization and really need that. Um, so, you know, we don't know when it's going to happen. When Markel Fultz comes back, I, I do think a lot of these problems are going to be solved. So I, I just I, I want to repeat that last point that I made in the last segment. This Magic team is doing a lot of good things. Um, if if you know I I've, I've seen some people look at the record and and I already see a lot of the fan base, a lot of the trolls on Twitter, kind of giving in and giving up on the season. Don't do that. Like this this team is like really really close. Um, they are literally. A three-minute stretch from from closing this game out. They're three-minute stretch from beating Dallas. They're three-minute stretch from beating Atlanta. You know, they're three minutes from beating Detroit. And and again, that's that's not beating them. Like, let me be clear that those are games the Magic should have won. They had double-digit leads against the Pistons, double-digit lead against the Hawks, double-digit lead against the Mavericks, double-digit lead against um against the Thunder team. Those are games the Magic have to win. And and, and so. This podcast, the point of this podcast is to hold that to account and say, y'all said you were leveling up this year. You've taken a step. Let's acknowledge that they've taken a step, 
The Magic aren't getting blown out every game. They're competing in every game. They played six clutch situations this year. They are 0-6 in those clutch situations. And so the question now is not can the Magic compete and win? That was that was a question entering the season. The question now is how does this Magic team win? And, and so it should be clear this team is good enough to win. The frustration, the disappointment that every Magic fan is feeling, I'm sure, is double in that Magic locker room because they know they are good enough. And, and really, that's, that's, that's good. That's, that is leveling up. And so now let's take that next step. Let's figure out how to get this team to win. And so getting healthy bodies back is going to help. This Magic bench unit has been abysmal. And, and, and look, Kevon Harris has had some nice games. RJ Hampton's had some nice games. Bull Bull, when he was coming off the bench, had some nice games. Um, this bench unit is really struggling. And in both the first ha- and both halves of this game, the second quarter and the third quarter, the Magic's bench unit gave up leads. Um, Oklahoma City was able to assert themselves and dominate this game when those bench units said the bench unit just comes in and drains the team of energy, um, to be perfectly honest. It's 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 frustrating to watch because the starting unit, the 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 you know, the Terrence Ross, Franz Wagner, Bull Bull, Paolo Bancaro, Wendell Car- Carter group, that group plays extraordinarily well together. That group, that the starting, you know, that net rating for that group is like in the 60s. They they are really good. And, and obviously, they'll take a little bit of a hit, uh, or that force them without Terrence Ross will take a little bit of a hit um, after after Tuesday's game. But that group plays exceptionally well together. Like, exceptionally well together. So, the Magic have something to build, build on. And again, they didn't have that last year. So, they have taken steps forward. But again, it's about winning. And, and you have to be about winning. And you have to evaluate this team based on their ability to win. So, the question then is, how does this team win more? So, Bring Markel Fultz back. I think that solves a lot of problems, um, to be perfectly honest, especially late in the game. Um, the, the, the clutch problems, I think, get better. I don't know if they go completely away. I think this is going to be a young team that struggles to win the clutch. I know I talked about that in the offseason, about how the difference between making the play-in tournament or being a bad team again this year might very well be how this team plays in close games. They're 0-6 in close games. You win half of those, you're looking at a 500 team right now. You're looking at a 4-4 and team right now. So, um uh, or not, yeah, four and fourteen. Uh, yeah, four and fourteen. So uh, I can't do math today. Um, so there, it's 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 the, it's little 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 things. And so you know the Magic talk about leveling up. They talk about the details, especially doing the details. Those are the things that are missing. So before we get into anything else, it, it doesn't matter if they change rotations. It doesn't matter if they change lineups. It doesn't. None of that matters if they don't clean up the details. It's Jalen Suggs picking up a delay game technical foul for touching the ball after he made basket in the third quarter of the game. Can't happen. It's turnovers. 25 turnovers for 30 Oklahoma City points. Not all of those were forced. There were bad, dumb turnovers. There were forced turnovers in that one. They weren't aggressive turnovers. They weren't overpassing turnovers like they were against Dallas. They were just bad turnovers. Orlando was sloppy in this game. The Magic were sloppy and still should have won. But cut down those turnovers, cut down those mistakes, and they are going to find success. They are good enough. And so before we get to anything else, it has to start with that personal responsibility to play better individually. But yes, I do think that part of the problem is that the rotations aren't helping this team win. Putting out, there should not, like frankly, I know I've said this, I know I said this when the Magic were 0-5, I still believe this, 
There should not be a lineup out there that does not have one of Paolo Bancaro, Franz Wagner, or Wendell Carter. I know the Magic, it feels like, are going out of their way to make sure Franz and Paolo play the most minutes together. But at least while their team is facing so many injuries, Orlando has to better balance its rotation and make sure one of their best players is on the floor. They're not a good enough offensive team, especially without the point guards right now, to function without those key players. So the Magic need one of them on the floor. There's a reason they played all 12 minutes in the fourth quarter, and if you're looking for a reason why Oklahoma City eventually pulled away and won the game, as the Magic were trying to get back in the game, Franz, Paolo, and Wendell just looked gassed. They looked exhausted. Orlando couldn't slow things down. They couldn't get into their sets. They couldn't get good shots. Part of that's the point guard problem. Part of that is the Magic had to lean on those three players so much. They tried to put the game away early in the fourth. They thought they did. And then they ran out of gas as Oklahoma City came back and won that game. So it's 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 a lot of different things right now. And 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 so look, I, I will say this. I think that I think Jamal Mosley's done a good job. I think people are overreacting to think that his he's in any type of danger. He's getting the full season unless there's some absolute disaster behind the scenes. He's done really, really well to get this team in this position. But by that same token, he's also done a poor job getting a team over the hump right now. And so we talk about leveling up. We got to ask Jamal Mosley to level up too. We got to ask him to be smarter with his rotations, to balance his lineups a little bit better, to end some of the experimenting and honestly tighten his rotation up a little bit. Start playing, and not that he's not coaching to win already, but start making some moves to, to, to make winning the priority rather than developing or rather than experimenting, rather than making sure certain groups are playing together. They'll get their time together, but you gotta gotta balance things out a little bit and give this team a chance to keep its head above water. Um, he's put a lot of faith in those bench units that, you know, maybe he has reason to put faith in that that we don't understand or that we don't know. But just looking at the game results, they aren't taking those necessary steps. They aren't doing the things necessary to earn that trust. And and again, I know as a Magic fan, you can kind of feel it when that all bench unit comes out on the floor to start the fourth quarter or to start the second quarter. You're just hoping to survive those minutes. Um, you know, this was a problem last year with some of those rotations and lineups that, that he had to put together. And some of that's just the roster the way it is right now. You may not be able to avoid it completely, but you, you can't have these zero lineups that just aren't going to score or produce. They're just going to put you in a hole that are just going to make it harder for you to win. There has to be a better balance that comes from this. And, and again, it's... It's to me. I, I like the offense that the Magic are running. I think it's doing a lot of good things. I know it's not producing the numbers yet. Uh, I think the team struggles to execute it sometimes. The defense, I think, is still getting its footing under it. The zone defense is, is abysmal. I hate the Magic's three-two zone. Um, I get why they're doing it, but they're showing growth in those two areas. Again, like the way the Magic built their fifteen-point lead in the third quarter, that's how this team wants to play and wants to be. And and. And you can see clearly the vision for what this thing is going to be when it's complete and when it's done and when this team's healthy, if they're ever healthy again. Um, but right now, I think the coaching staff has to do a better job putting this team in a position to succeed. And even if that means breaking up a really successful lineup for a little bit to have better balance throughout the game, I'd rather have a constant drumbeat right now. I'd rather be in a. I'd rather see the team be consistent throughout the course of the game and, and consistently doing good things rather than being extraordinarily good and then really bad and giving the, giving those leads away. I mean, because look, 
Oklahoma City is playing really, really well right now. And, and, and the Magic should feel like they're on Oklahoma City's level. They should have exited this game feeling like that's a game we let go. We are the better team. Um, no offense to Oklahoma City. Again, they went out and won the game. It's the same feeling they should have after they lost to Detroit. It's the same feeling they should have after they lost to Atlanta. It's the same feeling they should have after they lost to Dallas. They had those games, were competitive in those games, and they made the mistakes to let go of the rope. Credit to those teams for making the shots. Credit to those teams for doing what they need to do to, do to win. But Orlando has to feel empty about these games, and they should feel frustrated about these games because it's on them to get better. And so, yes, there is personal responsibility about it, but there's also very clearly lineups that need some tweaking, rotations that need some tightening, and everything else we put in a better position to win. Everyone has to level up. That's, that's, that's the main point. Everyone has to do more. Players, coaching staff, everyone to get this team where they should be and where they know they can be. Look, I know there's a lot of pessimism out there. No one wants to hear optimism right now. This team is good enough to win games. I don't think we could have said that last year. This team is good enough to win night in and night out. And the frustration that everyone's feeling is a team that is coming up short and disappointing with the effort that they put in. I think some patience is warranted. This is a young team. They are making a lot of young team mistakes. And the goal right now is to learn and grow from those, to get better. And the frustration the Magic are feeling through eight games is it's been eight games of the same mistakes not getting better. And that frustration is warranted and and should be felt. I'm sure it's being felt in that locker room much more than it's being felt on the outside. But this team is good enough. And if there's one thing that we should learn and expectations that we should change after eight games... It's to say this team is good enough to win. Good enough to compete. And that's the standard we should hold them to for the rest of the season. We should expect this team to win games. Like, we're, we're there. We're there. Now, should we expect this team to be a 500 team? Should we expect this team to be perfect all the time? No. They're going to make a ton of mistakes. They're so, so young. But we should expect them to get better. And we should expect them to start picking up some wins here. And a seven-game homestand is a perfect opportunity to get comfortable get some practice in to work on these mistakes, and build toward the future. We'll go over the final box score real fast as we finish off this game. The Orlando Magic fall to the Oklahoma City Thunder, Let's go through the box score real fast, kind of break down individual performances. I don't want to spend too long on this week. We've talked enough about this game. Uh, a couple of just quick bo- team box score notes that, that are worth mentioning. The Orlando Magic had 25 turnovers that led to 30 Oklahoma City points. Oklahoma City with just 12 fast break points, 6 for 16 on the break, and 58 points in the paint for a team that plays small. Those 58 points in the paint are a big deal. A lot of drives, a lot of attacks on the basket, but... Um, but just a, a really, really, really difficult game for Orlando where they made a lot of the mistakes that led to, to their problems. The Magic have to cut down their turnovers, plain and simple. They have to be better about that. That's the, we, we can't move forward if this team is turning the ball over 25-plus times. Um, this is not the first time this happened. won't be the last. There's still a long way to go. Other quirky statistical thing that I'm seeing on the box score Every starter on the Orlando Magic, despite how they finished the game, had a positive plus-minus except for Bull Bull at minus three. 
Every bench player on the Orlando Magic, except for two, had a negative plus-minus. Had a, had a plus-minus of worse than negative 10, actually. Minus 10. Caleb Houston was plus 5 in 1452. RJ Hampton was minus 8 in 2048. This, again, just suggests one big thing. The Magic's bench is giving away the hard work that the starters have. Um, and, and, and again, it's not to pit the starters against the bench. Like I said, I'd like to see the Magic spread out those minutes a little bit more, be a little bit more balanced with the rotations. You know, Wendell Carter's playing 35 and a half minutes. Paolo Bancaro played 37 and a half minutes. Franz Wagner played 36 and a half minutes. The Magic really went for this win. And, you know, I, 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 look, we, could, we should criticize Jamal Mosley's rotations. I think they can be a lot better. Give Jamal Mosley credit. Um, in a lot of these games, though, he has adjusted in the second half to his to rotations that aren't working in the first half. This game, sensing the lead slipping away, sensing that the Magic needed to kind of put their foot down early in the fourth quarter, he brought back Paolo Bancaro, Wendell Carter, and Franz Wagner to start the fourth quarter. They played the entire fourth quarter. And when they went up 11, it looked like that gamble worked. When the Magic started giving up the lead and the Magic were struggling to get offense and they were missing a lot of shots short and they just looked exhausted... That gamble didn't work. So he he, he, did, he didn't make a gamble. He didn't make a calculated bet. It didn't pan out for him. But I do give him credit for recognizing that and going for the win. That was a go-for-the-win move. A little bit of a desperation move. Maybe something that the Magic should be planning for throughout the course of the game. So they don't have to do that move. But he went for this win. Um, you know, I, I don't want to hear that the Magic didn't go for this win. They went for this win the only way they know how because their options are very, very limited right now. But... They're still, but, you know, again, it's about putting those guys in the best position to succeed. Let's dive into to the box score then. 30 points, 10 for 15 shooting, 8 for 8 from the foul line for Wendell Carter, 12 rebounds. Dude just dominated inside. Whatever he wanted in the paint, he got. And, and frankly, this is where the Magic really miss a point guard late in the games. Wendell Carter was their advantage. And instead of going to Wendell Carter, instead of finding ways to get Wendell Carter the ball in the paint, in the post, where good things could happen... Um, a, Wendell settled a little bit for, for jumpers in that second half, but B, um, Orlando couldn't get into sets to get in the ball. They ended up forcing a lot of shots, forcing a lot of drives because they could not get Wendell Carter the ball. This is an area where a point guard fixes so much. You have Markel Fultz on the floor. He's going to come up. He's going to bring the ball up. He's going to call the play to get Wendell Carter the ball in the paint. Someone's in the wrong spot. He's going to shoo him away. He's going to run a pick and roll, make sure Carter gets the ball in the absolute right spot to work. Um, you know, again, I, I honestly, like, watch this Magic team play a little bit. A big reason why I think they're missing so many open threes is passes aren't on target. They might be on time. They might be. T- they might get to the get to the guy in time, but they're not on target, and that disrupts your rhythm as a shooter. Jalen Suggs came into this game, and, and he was three for 14, one for nine, nine points. Was really bad in the fourth quarter. Really struggled um, playing for Terrence Ross, who left the game with a knee contusion. Um, really, really, really struggled uh, to, to get this team going and get this team moving. And, and you know, a, a lot of people are putting the blame squarely on Jalen Suggs. And, and look, Suggs, Suggs plays at one speed, and it's not always the right speed, and it's not always the right way. But he's still really, really talented. And I think you do need to be a little bit patient, especially as he's working his way back from injury in a five-game absence. Like, this, this game is not going to be representative of him. Um, but again, there are a lot of problems that he had in this game that he's continued to have. But he makes some really good passes. Um, he had four assists in the game against four turnovers. So again, still a lot to work on with Jalen Suggs. Um, but he made some like just pinpoint passes that hit guys right in the numbers. 
right into their shooting pocket, right into their shooting motion. And that's what a great passer and point guard can do for you. That's why this team needs Markel Fultz right now. Um, you know, because he is a table setter for everyone. He gets everyone the ball in the exact right spots. He's He can twist the defense around a little bit. The Magic just don't have that guy. Um, and especially late in games, that's where they get really hurt. Paolo Bancaro, a, a solid game, 15 points, 6 for 13 shooting, 8 rebounds, 2 assists, 4 turnovers for him. I know he would say that that was too many for him. Um, he's settling a little bit for, for jumpers. I think teams are ducking under screens. They're happy to let him shoot. Getting to the line only three times, that's that's the sign of a bad game for Paolo Bancaro. Magic need him aggressive. Magic need him getting downhill. Magic need him finishing at the rim. Um, he was a little rushed around the basket. Um, I don't think he used his size well. I think he tried facing up a little bit too much uh, in this game. But um, you know, again, we're let, let's 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 be real. This guy in his eighth game, he's had an 18 point game and a 15 point game, and we would both say that those were his worst games. And it's not just because of the scoring production; it's because of how he was scoring and, and how he was playing. So. Um, if this is a bad Paolo Bancaro game, if this is a bad Paolo Bancaro game for the rest of his career, the Magic could be in fine. The Magic could be okay um, at the end of the day. Uh, Franz Wagner had a very nice game. 20 points, 8 for 18 shooting, 1 for 5 from deep, 7 assists for him. He was really, I mean, except for that fourth quarter. Everything's except for the fourth quarter. But except for that last half of the fourth quarter, he was really in control of this game. He was able to kind of get to his spots, get to get to the basket, get to the rim. Really helped move the ball well. Franz looked the most comfortable he's looked as a lead ball handler, as the organizer on this team until those final seven and a half minutes. And again, it's the stress of those final minutes of a game, the stress of, the, uh, of clutch time is very, very real and is something that this team is struggling with right now. Um, and it doesn't matter who it is, everybody's struggling with it right now. They get tight, they're playing tight, they're playing... They're not, they're playing not to lose. They're they're str- they're not being aggressive. They're being, or they're being over aggressive sometimes. Or they're forcing things. There's just not a calm and there's not a calmness about them late in games. And look, they've lost enough lit, close games this year that I think they under they they know what's coming. They know they know how much they've struggled, and I think that's causing them to be a little bit tight as well in those moments. Um, Bull Bull had another nice game: thirteen points, four for six shooting, twelve rebounds, but six turnovers for him. Um, he is ball. Look, Bull Bull is really, really good. Um, he brings a lot of energy. He's as much a reason for the Magic building that 15 point lead and just playing with a ton of energy. But he's also making a ton of mistakes, and some of that is it's his first time playing. You know, defensively, he's a little over aggressive sometimes, chasing blocks when just his length will will do enough. Um, but you know, he's he's doing really, really well. He's playing really well. His energy is really, really good. Just got to find the right balance for him on aggression and, and keeping the ball moving and, and working off the ball a little bit more because, you know, when he gets the ball, he's going to shoot. Um, but he's he's certainly playing very, very well. Um, RJ Hampton, again, nice game. 10 points, 4 for 7, shooting 2-4 from deep. Um, was playing really, really well. Probably deserved a, a little bit more time on the floor. Got 20-48, so he had plenty of time. Jalen Suggs still getting the bulk of the minutes. Um, but RJ did some really, really nice things and, and helped the bench stay afloat a little bit. Um, in the minutes that he was in, but obviously um, not enough to, to, to change the game. Orlando shoots 44.8% from the floor, 10 for 29 from three, a perfect 20 for 20 from the foul line, 12 offensive rebounds. So they do a lot of really good things. 20 assists on 39 field goal makes, you know, again, move the ball a little bit more. Um, that's when the Magic are most successful. I think they're really struggling to kind of get that and to kind of get this team moving. Again, I think a point guard is going to help um, with the initiation of all that. 25 turnovers for 30 points, though. That's the killer that's giving away possessions. That's just giving the game away. 
um, especially when Orlando did a lot of good things defensively. Oklahoma City shoots 47.4% from the floor, 10 for 34 from beyond the arc. They only get eight offensive rebounds, so Orlando does a good job on the glass, which has been an area of struggle, so they're showing growth there. They force 17 turnovers for 16 points against a team that's pretty good about protecting the ball. But again, in the moments that matter, you know, it, it, this is not the first time first time I've seen this. Orlando scores 66 points in the sec- in the first half. They score 42 in the second half. Their, their scoring just drops off in that fourth quarter, especially the worst fourth quarter team in the league by net rating or the second worst team in the league by net rating in the fourth quarter. It's just, it's hard to win when you're just not scoring late in games. You've got to be able to put the ball in the basket. You've got to be able to score late in games. It's, it's, it's a simple game. I'm wearing my Northwestern Make Shots t-shirt. It, it's literally that simple. Make some shots, execute some plays. That's going to get you to calm down. That's going to get you to win these games. The Orlando Magic fall to 1-7 as the Oklahoma City Thunder defeat them 116-108. to Orlando back in action to start a seven-game homestand, a much-needed seven-game homestand. I think Orlando's going to end up playing a lot better at home. I'm expecting some surprise victories during this homestand, um, maybe even Thursday night because Golden State is struggling so much. Maybe Orlando's exactly what they need. Um, but I, I am expecting the team to play a lot better with some time to practice, with some time at home. They've spent so much time on the road. That hasn't done them any favors. This is the time to pick up, to make up some ground and, and, and to kind of get back uh, in that winning feeling. The Orlando Magic again fall the Oklahoma City Thunder 116-108. to But I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, find me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. Subscribe to the podcast and Apple Podcasts. Stitcher, tune in to Himmel, Google Play, Spotify, Odyssey, and all the fun places to love podcasts to your podcast enable listening device. You can find me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. And of course, for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. You can follow us there on Twitter at omagicdaily. Now that you're done listening to us, make your next listen to the Locked On Sports Today podcast, the biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get podcasts. Before we head out, it is election week now. We're past Tuesday. Election day is Tuesday, November 8th. Here in Orange County, early voting is taking place, I believe, through Saturday. I know through Saturday. and might They might also be doing early voting on Sunday here in Orange County. If you have not done so already, the midterm elections are coming up on Tuesday. is election day. Make sure that you vote in these midterm elections. Again, I, I, I'm not here to be political. Um, my, existence is, my existence as a Jew is political nonetheless, as you can tell throughout the NBA. But uh, I'm not here to tell you who to vote for. That is not my job in this chair. But I am here to encourage you to vote. If you're uh, if you're unsure about voting or you're thinking of not voting, please, please, please vote. Do a little research. The Orlando Sentinel has a great elect, has a great voter guide. My my the station that I do my day job for, Spectrum News 13, has a great voter guide as well. Learn a little bit about these candidates that are running for office. It's not just about governor. It's not just about the Senate. Those are the two headliners on this ballot. There's important ballot. There's important ballot measures for Orange County. There's a lot of important positions, including the Florida cabinet, as well as judges, um, that are that are go- that can affect your daily life much more than the guys in the big chair. So do a little, do do your research, um, learn more about these candidates, and turn out on election day, or go go to the, go to your early voting place, early voting voting location, and vote today today now. Um, again, it, we don't have a democracy if you don't participate. So please get out the vote. Get out and vote and do what I do. I celebrate my vote. I have a hamburger after I vote um, every every time. Makes me happy. Makes me feel American. So go celebrate your vote as well. 
That's going to do it for me, though. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Lockdown Magic. For Orlando Magic, Lockdown Magic, this is Phil Ross. We'll see you all again next time for another episode.